Welcome to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, a guide podcast live. Today, I hope you all are staying safe and healthy no matter where you are at. If you are tuning in to this episode, please show us some love in the comments. And I want to really quickly introduce on this lovely Sunday, my lovely guest, Bill Barnett. Bill Barnett is an entrepreneur, consultant, business advisor, and investor. He is currently the CEO of 926 Ventures. I love that name, don't you all? And he's also the CEO of Big Voice Video, a video production company dedicated to helping transitioning veterans. Previously, Bill was CEO of Like Live, a consultant and an advisor in many different industries, including broadcast, media, entertainment, education, and technology, and health services. And he is a guru when it comes to ventures, startups, building partnerships, as well as corporate alliances and acquisitions. And today, you know, we're really going to dive deep on talking about startups, entrepreneurship, and really just his background and story on, you know, how he's become a serial entrepreneur and all of the cool things that he's done in the past. So without further ado, I would love to bring Tim. I would love to bring Bill on the show. What's up, Bill? <laughs> How are you, Tim? It's good to be with you. Oh, thank you, Bill. Thank you. How are you doing this lovely Sunday? <laughs> good. I'm, I'm good. Actually, during during this time of Corona, it's good to be with anyone. So it's really good to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So, Bill, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you're, I know you currently live in L.A. You know, how's how long have you been living in L.A. now? I was, I'm actually, not only was I born here, but my yeah. father was born here. So I'm wow. second generation. My kids obviously were born here. So we're now three generations in Los Angeles. And wow. I love it. I've worked all over. I've had offices in Minneapolis, which we'll get into, New York, Dallas. Uh, so wow. I've been around, but I, I love LA. I'm an yeah. outdoors person. I play a lot of tennis. And I, I just, I love the outdoors. And it's 12 months a year of outdoors here. Wow. Uh, so did you start your first business in LA? All my businesses were started in LA. <laughs> they're all they're all started in Los Angeles. Um, my first business, I when I graduated, I went to USC. Mm. When I graduated, I worked for an ad agency for a total of nine months, and then I got recruited. Right, really, not even a year of experience to work for a radio rep firm. Well, wow. I had no idea what a radio rep firm was, but I knew it tripled my salary. Wow. So I'm going to learn this quickly. I mean, I, I kind of knew because they called on us when I was at the ad agency. And before I knew it, I was selling time on radio stations. Yeah. And yeah. then my career went from there. But yes, everything started in L.A. Yeah. So let me ask you, because you've been in the media space for quite some time mm -hmm. now. You know what? You know, what inspired you to get into media, broadcast media and really like build a career in that path? Yeah. You know, I have to be honest with you. It was more about the opportunity than it yeah. was about anything else. I, I had a passion to to be mm. successful. I had a passion to to um, build uh, companies up from the ground. And yeah. uh, my first company, and it was just because of opportunity. It wasn't I don't want to give you any idealistic or, or or any reason that it wasn't. It was yeah. opportunity. I worked for a radio rep firm. I learned all about radio. On a whim, I started a radio product. My first company. I started yeah. a radio production company. We built it up. And I sold it today. It's and uh, uh, NBC Universal, but at the time it was MCA Records. Wow! And we sold we sold our little production company to MCA Records, 
and we produced all of these shows based around their record labels. We had country, we had rock, we did some uh, informational, we did a show called Look Good, Feel Good for Eckerd's Drugs. We, we had about 20 shows. I'll give you a couple of funny stories. Uh, at the time, uh, our my partner was Bob Kardashian. Bob and OJ were good friends. <laughs> so one of our shows was wow. Breakfast with OJ. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. So wait, <laughs> I think that's actually hilarious. And you know, I think media has changed so so much since then. You know, for for you, you know what, you know what did those early your early career in media? What did it kind of really teach you about business? And what were kind of some of the skills that you developed? Yeah. So I um I was always and I still am a very passionate person yeah. about whatever I do. Yeah. And um, I, I believed in our product. I believe that we were putting out the best specials out there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I'm very adaptable. And as we, the hour goes on and we talk, you'll hear about my different careers and different things that I've gotten into. But the one thread that runs throughout all of my companies and everything that I do is my passion and my enthusiasm. Mm. And, and those are the two things that, that I always say I, I invest in companies and I always say, I bet on the jockey. I don't bet on the horse. Hmm, what do you mean by that? All right. So what I mean is the creators of the company yeah. are always far more important to me when I'm putting my dollars down, far yeah. more important to me than the actual concept of the company. Of course, I want to know what their vision for the company is. I yeah. want to know what you know how I feel about it, how I feel it's going to uh, uh, create a, a disruptor in, in whatever industry it's in. But one thing I've always learned is that you always, no matter who you are, no matter how... You're, there's always a pivot. There's always mm. a pivot that's in front of you. Yeah. And I want the guys that are or women, guys, whatever, that are running the company. I want to know that they know how to pivot. I want to know keep their poise. They know how to how to be patient. They know how to think things out because there's always a pivot. And mm. I want to know that the people I'm banking on, they know how to pivot. They know how to pivot with poise. And yeah. that's, that's what's important to me. And I mean, you know, similar to you, I believe that's like some of the, the greatest skill of any entrepreneur, right? Your ability to sense, adapt, and respond Absolutely. to the market context. Absolutely. It's 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 so important because so many things change. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can give you a, a lot of examples just in my career. Yeah. Uh, when I started Like Live, um, and I was very passionate about Like Live. Yeah. And I don't mean jump, be jumping ahead here, but... Um, uh, so the reason I started this company like live and I'll tell you what it is in a second is my kids were going off to college and I really wanted, they had fairly good grades. They weren't a plus students, but they were, they no. were good students and fairly good scores. I said, I think it would really help if you interviewed at the schools you want to go to. I think it'll mm -hmm. give you a leg up. So we started doing some research and I found out that not only was there a, uh, um, a, a hurdle with, the uh, uh, admissions officers not having time mm. to do it, but there was a big cost expense. Wow. And, Wait a minute. We're, we're in a position that we can afford to fly to a, a Michigan or, a, or, you know, go anywhere in the country. But what about the, the majority of people that A, mm. can't just pick up and go and B, can't afford it? Yeah. So I came up with the idea of, of Like Live. And Like Live was a platform that schools can send out to students when they've applied that said, We'd love to get more information about you. Please answer mm. these questions and it'll attach to all your files. And mm. what we found out when we first started talking to schools is they were trying to separate the A plus from the A students. Wow. And I said, wait a minute. That's not <laughs> the intention. 
That's not the mission of what I want to accomplish here. Yeah. What I want you to see are the people from A, underserved communities, mm. kids that may not be the A students, but have something else great to offer because we're not all about grades. Yeah. And I want you to give them an opportunity. Well, anyway, the entire dynamic of everything we did changed. Schools listened to us and we started getting all these kids. Obviously, we got a kid, a lot of kids from China and from India mm. and all that, but we got a lot of kids from inner city schools, kids that wouldn't ordinarily even have a chance to get in. But when they told their stories, we saw the whites of their eyes, the passion in their heart. Mm. You said, you know what? This kid deserves a chance. Mm. Let me give you one quick story, if you don't mind. Yeah. So we had one girl and we, she was, when we got, the, we, we were all crying in our office when we got this and we got some videos of kids that, and we only monitored them to make sure that the quality was good. But yeah. every once in a while, you know, we're humans. We, we just get wrapped up in them. And we yeah. had some really great ones and some, uh, some athletic kids and we had some uh, uh, arts kids. And, and, but one kid we had, she was African-American and she had fairly good grades, nothing incredible, but fairly good grades. Mm. But you could tell she was really good. Her, her, the way she presented herself was absolutely terrific. And we found out that her mother had died several years before. And her first goal now was getting into college, but was raising her two younger siblings. And she says, if I had a little more time to study, if I had a little more time to do this and didn't have to worry about raising, I probably could have done better. Anyway, she got into her dream school. And, wow. and that's when we left her. I don't know what happened to her since then. But these are the stories that we created because we went with the mission of our of our uh, product and not with okay how many sales are we going to make yeah and 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 that's that's what made us a successful company yeah you know you know Keelan who a uh, current viewer that's watching live he's saying interesting there's always a pivot so he loves that you mentioned that you know and my my friend Velikar who's tuning in it says hello Bill hello. Barnett <laughs> <laughs> Hello from South Carolina as well. What's up, Michael? How are you doing? You know, you know, what's so powerful about, you know, like live and, you know, your perspective on investing as well as entrepreneurship is that it's very mission oriented, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I've, I have had a chance to talk with you and, you know, I, I just felt the purpose <laughs> in your voice from our first conversation. Bill, let me ask you a question, you know, with, with, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, how I, I think entrepreneurship is changing due to just COVID-19, but entrepreneurship has changed now and you're seeing a lot of more investors investing in value and mission and similar to you the entrepreneur right especially early on you know how did you kind of develop this ethos and passion around you know how you see building companies and ventures yeah well i think the the way i've always done it is i've always always put people first hmm. um i wanted to make sure that when i was building a company i hired people that also because I wasn't doing anybody a service if I didn't hire people that were passionate about my cause. And not everybody yeah. was passionate about my cause. Yeah. <laughs> causes. But you, but I, my causes have been, I think, uh, my heart's in the right spot on a lot of my causes. Mm. And so I do find people, and I want to know that they have the same passion. They may not be quite as enthusiastic, let's say, as I am sometimes, but I want to know they have the same passion. So I mm. always start with people. And then the second thing that I uh, that's important to me, um, and, and there's a, a book that I just read, and and I'll, I'll it's called The Infinite Game. Oh and, yeah, by Simon Sinek. Exactly, by Simon Sinek. <laughs> and the reason I liked is that's great that you knew that. Yeah. And the reason I liked it so much yeah. is that he was more about the mission of the company mm. than the than the return on on investment than the 
quarterly uh, reports, then how, what sales were, what margins were. He was much more about that. And he uses one great example, which I always use also, about CVS. Yeah. And CVS, about four or five years ago, I believe it was, decided to cut all cigarette sales. Wow. And since they did that, first of all, I'm a, now I'm a, a diehard fan of CVS. It's the only place I'll go because I am, I am not a tobacco person. <laughs> I, I am the opposite. Yeah, big uh, bad tobacco. Oh my God. <laughs> I am just not a tobacco person at all. And anyway, the two main rivals, which are Walgreens and Rite Aid, in all of their mission statements, in the, one of the first one or two sentences, they talk about health and safety. Yeah. Well, if they were really concerned about health and safety, they wouldn't be selling tobacco products. Yeah. And with CVS, a real interesting story is everybody said, oh, the price, stock price is going to go down. Investors are going to. And for the first, I don't know, month or two, that's what happened to CVS. But after wow. that, not only did they rebound, but today, four or five years later, they're up 30 or 40 percent. Wow. So if you go with the mission of what you want to accomplish and worry more about the customers you're trying to serve and not so much about the, the, the profits that you're trying to make or the sales goals, that you're, good things will happen. Wow. And that's how I build my companies. Wow. Now, you know, that's such a powerful example. I'm, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek, you know, Mr. Start with the Why, right? He is phenomenal for that. And, you know, I think, you know, similar to you, you know, with the work that we're, we're doing with Guy, we're really focused on our mission, equipping every creator with the skills, mindset, and opportunities for, for a fulfilling career. And I think the, the crazy thing is that a lot of entrepreneurs forget to start with the why now. Right. It's always about the what we're building the product. Right. Or what's the cash grab? Like who's the investor? Right. And I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. It's hard for them to be grounded in the why. Right. Especially when the chaos of entrepreneurship, you're pitching investors, you're building the product. And at the same time, you're trying to be customer focused. You know, how have you been able to create that harmony throughout all of your ventures and businesses? Well, I, I would love to say that I that I had the harmony in all of those characters <laughs> and everything. But, you know, I failed a couple of times as well. Yeah, uh, I've been lucky on a few. I, I will say that. And, and knock on wood, I, I, you know, things have gone well, but uh, not everything has been successful. And and there is a happy medium. And I get a lot. I, I mentor a lot with the kids from USC. And a lot of times wow. I get kids that are so altruistic that I say, you know, it's wow. great. I love the passion. I love the concept. But you've got to think through your model, your business model. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of an 80, 20 thing that the mm. first rule of thumb is what is the mission? Who are we serving? And, and how is it helping the world? That, for me anyway, that's how it is. And yeah. then the other 20% is, are all the other uh, things buttoned up? What's the model? Is it price right? What's the competition? All the mm. other questions that go with it. So that's kind of how I look at it. And, and when I train people and mentor people, uh, I'm involved with some really great young entrepreneurs from, well, all over, but USC in particular. Mm. I have a, a product um, that, I, that I've worked very hard with called Stasis Labs. And wow. Stasis Labs is a, a, an inexpensive, uh, it monitors your vitals. Wow. So there's some, there's some Mercedes and BMWs out there that are very expensive. We're a Toyota. And the reason we're a Toyota is because our product works the same as those, but people from third world countries, people in the United States that can't afford to be on monitoring service that are uh, systems that are so expensive can mm. use our product. So not only do we have the, the luxury of mass market, but mm. we're helping people that really need our service, that need our monitoring device, that mm. maybe wouldn't be able to afford it if they were, if, if not having the funds 
buy the more expensive pro- uh, products. Mm. So those are the. That's what I loved about this more than anything. They were building a really good product for less money to service more people, and mm. that's why I went with them. And I helped. Wow, them. the it accessibility, works. right? They're yes. closing gaps. Exactly right. Accessibility. You know, you know, Bill. Let me ask you. You know, so so for you, I want you to kind of like walk through your your framework for when you're, you know, you're looking at a new venture or you're assessing a a, a prospective startup. You know, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs they just don't know how to pitch themselves, right? <laughs> right? Like you said, like you got to think about the business model. You got to think about your value proposition. You got to think about the customer. You know, at you as a as a as an investor and, and someone that's built multiple companies, what's your framework mm-hmm. that you want to give to to our community. So I belong to several um, investment groups mm. and, and and a couple of them have presentations and I go monthly and there's usually between four and six people that present. Mm. And I usually know within the first, they get uh, 15 minutes, I think each. I usually know within the first three to five minutes if this is something I want to pursue. Wow. Because I, I understand, I want to know about the product, obviously, but I want to know about the presenter. Mm. I want to know what his passion is. Is he will is he a milk cow or is he a mm. meat cow? What does that mean? <laughs> milk cow just gives you the milk. They're not really making a total diehard dive in, but wow. a meat cow is giving you their life. And mm. I want to know that I'm investing in a meat cow. I want to know that come hell or high water, come thick or thin, this guy or this girl, this this uh, creator of this company, yeah. founder, is in this thing till the very end. Because if they're not in this to the very end, why should I invest? Hmm. So that that's the first thing I want to know. I always tell everybody, are you a meat cow or are you a milk cow? <laughs> so I want to know that. That's a powerful uh, analogy. Definitely right. write that down, y'all. <laughs> right. And and I want to know that they also are are well schooled on their product. Hmm. I want to know, do they know about the competition? I mean, I gotta tell you, I've gotten presentations from people that have had fairly good ideas. They had no idea about the competition. They mm. had done no research. So I want to know, come up with the idea, but I want you, I want you as the creator, the founder of the company, to know everything that I want to know as an investor. Mm. And if you're not armed with that information, you're probably done. Yeah. Yeah. Once once we get past step one, then I sit down with them on a one-on-one. We go out for lunch. I want to know about them as a person. Yeah. I want to know, you know, and, and I don't care what they are. I just want to know about them. Do they yeah. have a family? Where are they from? What motivated them to start this business? Was there a cause behind it? What is the reason that you wanted to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we just dig down one step after another. You know, Bill, I, I love that you're you're empowering our community with this framework because I think you know a lot of there's I think this right now through this crisis is a time for everyone to start building um something that can change the world. We're seeing so many. One, we're seeing the the vulnerabilities in our healthcare system. We're seeing the vulnerabilities in the kind of what we consider the circular economy and the sharing economy. And you know, so much has changed just within this period of COVID nineteen. Then we see entrepreneurs who are thinking, like, what's the mission? More importantly, how do I think about packaging it in a way that it can change the world, right? That's really when you start building an amazing community, an amazing product. Right. It's really, you're right. It is really all about community. When somebody's thinking about building Mm. a product or building a company, you want to know where it came from. Where, where did it get unearthed? What is the reason for it? Is it is the reason because you saw there's dollar signs at the end of the rainbow there or mm. because you're really filling a cause? And the mm. companies that I have found that have been more successful is because they're really filling a need. 
They're helping somebody. They're doing something good. And look, at I'm a business person, and I know there's a lot of companies out there <laughs> doing any kind of greater good, and they're very successful. And I have no problems with that. I've been I've invested in a few. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. But for me, for my passion, for things I want to do, and that's the other thing as an investor, and I think most investors will tell you this, that they want to have a feel for what you're doing. Hmm. I mean, I may invest in a couple things, and, and I have a group that we have an investment group, um, and, and we invest in certain things. Most of them are doing good for the world. One or two, hmm. maybe not, but, but most of them are. We want to all be able to feel good about where we're putting our money. Hmm. Hmm. Powerful. So Jean is saying also the passion mostly that they have is for solving the problem, which is the problem to them and not the real users. Rajan, really great feedback. Rachel Deer, shout out to Rachel Deer. She says that she would love, 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 love to enroll in the Break Into Big Tech course. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you. <laughs> Chris is saying, you know, he agrees with everything that you're saying. He's a senior user experience designer. And he's saying that the proof is in the pudding and we must eat our own dog food if you're an entrepreneur. I love that. Yeah. Michael, he actually says, I worked for CVS for nearly 10 years as a store manager. My wife is a pharmacist for them. So he really loved you um, sharing your CVS example. And he could really relate with that, with that example. You know, we have someone on, on Facebook who says, what's your opinion on startups like Capsule Pharmacy? How do you envision them being successful? Are you familiar with them? Yeah, I, I, I've heard of them. Um, I, I've heard of them. And, and I, I, you know, I got to tell you, there's a lot of those startups right now. And, and of yeah. course, some of them will make it and some of them won't. Um, uh, the question that I get about some of those sometimes, because I've listened to some pitches on them, are the credibility and the sustainability. Mm. And mm. I think some now when you're when you're getting something online like that, um, uh, you're you know you're you're getting it, it's being mailed, it's being done. But sometimes you worry about are they because these these are important things you're taking into your body here. Yeah. Um, so are are they grade A uh, that, that you'd get at other places? Mm. So those, but I eventually within time, the good ones are going to get weeded in and weeded out. The bad ones are going to wow. get weeded out and you'll know. So it's early. I think there's absolutely a need for that. And I think we're absolutely moving to an online um, uh, uh, community these days. Mm. That, that's where it's going. Uh, you know, if you have stock in Amazon or Walmart.com right now, you're in great shape. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you're in great shape. If you have stock in Macy's or things like that, maybe not so good. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a hundred percent true. So people have loved your 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 analogy between the milk cow or meat cow, right? <laughs> and shout out to my co-founder Taban Cosmos, who says I love that analogy, milk cow or meat cow. And that's a first for me. I've never heard that one, so I love that too. Hafiz is saying, "Oh my God, the cow analogy is dope." So people are really resonating with that. And shout out to Keelan as well, who uh, who says the milk cow gives you their life. No, the meat cow the meat gives cow. you their life. Exactly. That's real. That's real. Keelan. I love that. You know, I, you know, I want to talk to you, Bill, because, you know, you 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 really I think you're one of the people that understands media. Right. And, you know, with Guy, we're really in this media space and, you know, we're, 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 we're really interested in how do we empower people with education and educational entertainment. Yeah. And I want to ask you, media has changed so much. Right. You know, my thoughts are like now it's, you know, streaming is big is a big powerhouse but media is like you can use tools like we're using such as StreamYard live and stream to multiple platforms you know with you being in, in media for for many years now what are some of your thoughts and how the media landscape has changed 
Yeah, I I, I tell you, um, I don't want to get into a heavy political conversation right now, <laughs> but, but because of where we are, yeah, you really can see the impact that media is having. Yeah, and here we are in the middle of of coronavirus, which yeah. is. Uh, you know, right after AIDS and after polio, this is the mm. next biggest thing that we're facing. And we have a president yeah. that's talking about his ratings and talking about his Facebook and talking about things that are so unrelated to life right now. And and you go mm. to a, a, an outlet like Fox that is backing what he's saying instead of mm. what are the things we really need to do as not just a, a country, but as a world to, to, to solve this problem. And, and if every time we take our eye off the ball, we put it on this shiny object over here, we're losing time and we're losing people. And so I think mm. the media it plays an, a tremendous role. And then going back to the other thing you said about education, um, yeah. I think, you know, I think the last three and a half years to me have proven how important education is. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the highest part of, of our president's uh, 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 approval rating comes from uneducated people. And I mm. think that if we have more education and more people learn science and math, the STEM courses, things like that, mm. they'll understand that we need take personal feelings about things, you know, outside of the realm, outside of race and and being homophobic and, and, and things like that and put it mm. really where we need to concentrate on. I think the world will become a better place. And I just hope that we've learned our lesson from these last three and a half and hopefully just four years. So I yeah, man, that's powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful, Bill. You know, so Keelan is is mentioning, you know, Keelan is asking, you know, has God had to pivot? Any opportunities to present themselves during these times? Absolutely, Keelan. We have pivoted, you know, and that's a that's a part of the, the, the entrepreneurial and startup process. You know, we're pivoting from, you know, formally focusing on life skills to really just on a higher market called skills training. Right. So, you know, making you can always pivot, but you don't necessarily have to change the mission. And I think sometimes entrepreneurs don't get that. So shout out to Killian for asking that awesome question. Michael is saying, preach on, Bill. I feel you on what you're saying, man. He I think you're speaking to a soul right now. So shout out to Michael for tuning in. You know, I want to go ahead and shout out all of the amazing viewers who are tuning in right now. Please share this live episode with your network if you are feeling what Bill is saying. And you feel as if this would be value add to some of the people in your network. Definitely share it. The share button is in the comments. You know, Jeremy is also saying real talk, Bill. So he really appreciates what you're saying as well. You know, Bill, you know, I think for for, for me, I you know, similar to you, I think media is such a powerful thing, especially how we can edu educate people through media. You know, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, you know, like live. Right. And, and, and really kind of how you all, you know, well, how you all currently help people in terms yeah. of educating them and more importantly, big voice video. Cause you have so many media companies that you work with that right. are doing just that. Right. So our, our big voice video is now mission. Hire me just, just mm. so, you know. so if anybody wants to look it up, they can go see missionhiremecom But yes, the, the two companies like live and mission hire me have the same premise. Mm. And it was that we want you as a person to introduce who you are to whoever it is, an admissions officer or an employer, or somebody, a hiring manager, we, I want to know who you are because anybody can put a resume together. Anybody can go to a resume expert and say, make my resume look great. And these people can do wonders. But when you get somebody face to face, I always love talking to somebody. I mean, I'm somebody that when I want to talk to somebody, I don't send them an email. I don't send a text. 
I call him up. I call him. <laughs> I want to hear them. I want to hear their voice. I want to know who they are. And, mm. and um, to me, that's a really important thing. So with Like Live, when we started that, it gave kids an opportunity to tell their real story. Because grades are grades. If you're a B student, you're a B student. If you're an A, you're an A, a C. Yeah. There's other things that go behind who you are as a person. Yeah. I have to tell you something. I was never a great student. I was yeah. a B student when I was dripping wet. I was yeah. a B student, you know. <laughs> um, and and that's who I was. And and I, you know, I may have not been the smartest guy in math, but I was always one of the most passionate. And yeah. I knew that if I have a product or an idea that I can get behind, I could be successful. So I wasn't yeah. worried that I graduated high school with a B average. A lot of A students out there, I wasn't one of them. It's okay. So, so that's part of the premise. And then with my mission, hire me, what we do there is we help these incredible veterans uh, who are just getting out of the service. And by the way, we also do spouses because wow. uh, it's part of the family unit that we're supporting. So if, if somebody is in the service, whether it's the male or the female and their spouse is home, they need to earn a living. They need to put food on the table. If they have kids, they need to feed their kids. So we we encompass everybody in the in within our our military community, and we help them. and And you'll see several videos on our website uh, under the video section. And we've got about a dozen up there that are samples. We've done about 120, and you can mm -hmm. see how passionate they are. That that here they are. I'm done. I, I've served my time. I want to get back in the service. I want to get back in the working world. Here's what I have to offer. I'm conscientious. I'm, oh. I want to learn. I'm, I work well with other people. They have a lot of great traits that they can bring to the table. They may not oh. all be the greatest scientists or, or, or people that are going to be future CEOs, but they all can be part of that, that link fence. They, they yeah. all serve an important link. And that's what we try to bring to the table with Mission Hire Me. Man, that's so powerful, Bill. That's so powerful. And you know, and you and you all you all have seen great success, right? In in terms of, you know, veterans and, and, and people getting hired. Over 75% of our people have gotten hired. And and the only reason it's it's a little lower, uh, <laughs> is because, and I'll tell you this, is that our first we, we got a grant from California Workforce. And they their first 20, I, I don't know, 20 to 30 veterans hmm. were um, older, they were not motivated to work. Mm. And they had been people, they all of them had been out of work for one to three years. So none of them were, um, uh, uh, you know, red meat for, for employers. Mm. So out of the first 30 that we did, 24 of them got jobs, which was wow. So they doubled the grant. So if you take out, out of our 120 that we've done, if you take out the first 30, we're closer to probably 85% hiring rate. Wow. So. Wow, that's powerful. So shout out to Taban Cosmos. A society is a better place when everyone is literate. They can differentiate the real deal from the noise. So true. So true. Shout out to education and edutainment. You know, Taufik Haddadi says, great nuggets, Bill. Two questions for you. Is this a good time to venture into a startup business? Good question. Um, you know, I, I always answer that. People always say, is this a good time for a startup? Not, forget that we're in coronavirus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. Is yeah. it a good time? It's a good time if you have a good product and if mm. you have funding. Mm. That's when it's a good time. Mm. So um, one of the big problems that we have with startups um, is that they're grossly underfunded. And yeah. as much as we want to get behind the product and behind the people, and behind, 
you must have funding because everything mm. that you do is going to cost money. Now, every once in a while, you, you have a product or something that you don't need a lot of money for to, to get something. If it's something in entertainment, a podcast or something like that, you can probably do that and, and it can grow in time. But mm. most companies like our, our Stasis Labs, we needed several million dollars to become a, a, a real entity mm. and we raised it. And, and it's still a struggle. I mean, we're still growing and growing and it's still a struggle. We're still looking to raise money, but um, we got enough to, to, to kick the thing off. We had, we started mm. with about 3 million. We got 6 million. We're up to probably $9 million that we've raised some, somewhere in that neighborhood. And it's still a struggle. So it's not mm. easy. Even when you hit milestones, even when you cross certain hurdles and you get over, there are still struggles mm. and, and you never know what tomorrow's going to bring good and bad. You never know what tomorrow's going to bring. Mm. So you just got to keep pushing. And, you know, so he his follow up question is, if yes, what are some of the industries that you think yeah. need a major pivot and or shift in how their businesses operate? Right. Well, I think anything that is uh, one of the things that we mentioned before, we, we compared the Walmart dot coms and the Amazon dot coms mm -hmm. to the Macy's and things like that. I think uh, being virtual, being able to work virtually will be is going to be is here to stay. Mm. It's actually here to stay. You know, Zoom went from whatever it was, 10,000 users, or, or, or I forgot what the number was, and they went up like 20, 20 times or 30 times. Yeah, yeah. I believe, even though that number is, is incredibly high right now, I believe that they're, they're going to level off at that high number. Mm. I believe that people are here to stay. I think office space. You know, I, I invest in apartments and offices. I'm probably going to stay more in, in, in uh, apartments now than I am in office space. I don't know what's going to happen in office. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to think whenever I'm starting a business, I always think 10, 10 years down the line. Mm. Uh, I used to do houses, for example. And I always said, okay, this looks good today. How will this look in five years? How will this look in 10 years? Same thing with the business. How is this concept going to resonate? You don't always know, but at least give a good edge. At least give that thought process some mm. workout. How will this business be? How do I think it'll be five years from now, 10 years from now? Things are a lot different today than they were in my dad's day. And yeah. things are a lot different now that my kids are in the workforce than they were in my day. And yeah. things change very, very quickly. And you have to be able to pivot quickly, quickly, quickly. Um, I, 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 you know, sometimes I work with entrepreneurs that are a little too deliberate. They're a little too slow. Mm. And, and I, mm. I'm a big believer in get all of your information, get all of it as quickly as you can and make a decision. I love mm. decisive people. And, and that's another big caveat for me, a big, big word for me is for them mm. to know that I'm investing in a decisive person. Mm, that's big. That's big, man. Shout out to Tafik who's saying good product service plus funding. Got it. So he loves that framework that you just shared. You know, Jeremy's also saying, yes, I agree. Startups are grossly underfunded. Yes, you have to often have to bootstrap and, you know, and just keep keep working for another better day. So and that'll you know, go to that entrepreneur, by the way, saying, listen, am I going to weather the storm? Yeah. Am I, I want to know that that person is going to weather the storm come mm. hell or high water, or am I going to let this go and I'm yeah. going to do something else? Yeah. I wonder if I'm, if I'm spending $100,000, investing $100,000 or two hundred or more in a company, I want to know that person is there for the long run. Yeah. A meat cow. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, Bill, thank you so much for coming on the Unleashing the Future of Work Guy, a guide podcast, live online podcast. You know, I want to ask you, you know, what are your parting 
words for anyone right now who wants to start a business or more importantly, wants to get to the level of where you're at, right? You know, you've been, you're a serial entrepreneur and, you know, given our current climate, I think it's hard for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are discouraged. What, what are two to three tips that you would share with them? Well, I think the first thing is um, your heart's got to be in it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm involved with another company right now called Mastery Coding. And mm. we teach kids from fourth grade to 12th grade how to code. Mm. And I am 100% behind this effort because I believe this is an avenue for kids of every ilk, no matter where you are in life, no matter mm. where you live, where you come from, anybody can learn how to code. And there's a lifeline there if you know how to code because that's where the future is. And so my 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 feeling mm-hmm. is that your 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 heart, your passion has to be into whatever it is you're doing. The other big thing that I'm I'm a huge person of, I've got a lot of people on my LinkedIn, is is networking. Knowing that mm. you've got to network to not only call and 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 throw the idea out on, but to get help from. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask for help. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I go to people older than me, younger than me that have more experience in certain areas. I never make a decision before going to some key people in my network, depending on the the industry, to to get their help. Mm. And never, never be afraid to reach out for help. Never be afraid to ask for advice. And then the other thing is always keep learning. Keep keep doing research. Keep learning. Don't be so myopic. Because I got to tell you, sometimes I read a book unrelated to anything I'm doing. And it gives me an idea for the business that I'm in. Wow. Keep learning. And that's how you really, you chisel your creativity, right? So always keep learning. Network, network, network. And make sure your heart is in it. Right. Right. I love that. You know, so Taufik is saying, you know, he's looking at opportunities in multiple industries right now, such as warehouse automation and blockchain, AI, and lastly, 5G technologies. And thank you, Rob, for tuning in. He's saying great show, Bill. You are bringing the energy, you know, so he's really appreciating that. And Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, you're going to get the last word today for being an amazing viewer and fan. I agree with making your business virtual and being able to work anywhere in the world. Jeremy, thank you so much for that comment. And thank you to everyone that has tuned in for another episode of Unleashing the Future Work, A Guy Podcast. Bill, where can the people connect and follow your work? Well, they can they can email me. They can go to go to my LinkedIn. <laughs> go to my LinkedIn. You've got to have them go to my LinkedIn. Have them connect with me. I, I am a uh, an open book. If they want to call, they want to talk, they want advice, uh, and I'm going to be learning from them as well. Wow. So, so uh, you know, I learn from everybody that I talk to. I, I just am that way. I just I love communicating and being with people. So Forever curious. Yes. Thank you so much, Bill, for being on this episode. And okay. if you are tuning in, you're interested in being on a future of episode or sponsoring the Unleashing the Future of Work, a guy podcast, check out utfow.com utfow.com if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor bill thank you so much for bringing energy and joy to today's episode on this lovely sunday and i and i encourage everyone in the guy community to make sure you follow bill barnett who's a superstar entrepreneur and investor bill thank you so much my pleasure thank you for having me peace love to you